Hello and welcome to the Celtic Women's Football Show. I am your host, Claire Wilde, and he is here as he is always here. It's Lorenzo Pacitti. Hi, Lorenzo. Hi, Claire. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for asking. It's nice to be asked at the beginning of a podcast. I'm very well. Uh, Tuesday's gone well. I went to the gym this morning again. So going to keep bragging about that. So. It's different to my day where my my girlfriend had the actual conversation with me of, should we cancel our gym memberships? We <laughs> money. I know. I, I Well, I was kind of in that position where I was like, you either need to start going or you need to get rid of it. So yeah. I've chosen to keep going for a bit and we'll see how it goes. Um, but I'm really bad. I, I have to go in the morning to like get it out of the way before work stuff kind of kicks in. But I have to like pave my way. So I've got to like get all my kit ready. I've got to like have my bag literally like by my bed or at the top of the stairs. So all I need to do is like roll out of bed, like put on what I've prepared and just get out the house. <laughs> That's nice. It's like you're a primary school kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only way it'll happen. Um, so anyway, we're not here to talk about me going to the gym. We're here to talk about uh, football um, and Celtic in general. How are you feeling about everything? Happy? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I mean, it's we've, we've kind of, prophesize this part of the season enough that it's like it's it's here now and we're in these huge games so I'm excited to kind of let the roller coaster happen to me more than I am to enjoy it it's kind of exciting as well because you've got the men's season kind of coming to a bit of a crescendo as well and kind of that we've obviously got that big gap at the top and it's just it feels fun to be a Celtic fan although to be a fan of Celtic women as we will discuss in the upcoming bit where we talk about the cup game Feels like a bit more of a roller coaster ride, I think. <laughs> we yeah. did, however, win the game 5 1. So we are through to the semi final and we're going to be going to Hamden. So we have drawn um, Glasgow City in the semi final and Rangers have drawn Motherwell. Before we go on to those actual draws, um, I guess the surprise, not the surprise, but the the team that you might not have predicted would be in that that four is Motherwell. What do you think about that? Yeah, I guess a lot of the draws are about who you avoid more than anything. Um, Motherwell is such a strange operation almost because there's things that they do that where we're like, that's really good. You know, even the Leanne Crichton appointment stuff, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they're going in the right direction. Things are good. But then you see their team sometimes and it's so young. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like they can compete right now, but they're on like the right course. Yeah. So for them to get a day at Hamden and like I think I think for the the immediate future of that club and and the women's team and the girls coming through there, that's amazing for them. Yeah, the fact that it's been playing being played at Hamden, even for like us for Rangers for Glasgow City, like it's going to be really massive, isn't it? Because I've seen obviously lots of uh, women's football there for the national team, um, but. That was a big deal when they said, right, the women's national team were going to play at Hamden as a matter of course. So to have the kind of tail end of these big competitions in the women's game being in these big venues, I just think it's it's going to be a real occasion. It's, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's all about status and the occasion. And, you know, there's I'll probably not enjoy the venue as much as I even enjoyed, you know, for Hill. For that for that cup final, just because yeah. you want a certain kind of atmosphere in a certain kind of stadium, um, nobody likes Hamden, but it is near <laughs> where I live, so I'll enjoy the day out. But it, as you say, it's the showpiece nature of it. You know, if the men's semis and final are going to be there, so should the women's, and that's really good to see. Uh, and it's a big pitch for us to play on, which is the kind of thing I think we would enjoy. 
Yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I know no one enjoys Hamden, but I don't know. It's handy for us anyway, like you said. Um, and also the prestige of the whole thing. We had the reveal of the trophies this week. Uh, the brand new gleaming league trophy and the Scottish Cup and all that. What did you th- What did you make of those? Do you like them? I mean, no, not really, but there's like three <laughs> trophies in world football that are like acceptable looking, you know, so I wasn't expecting to be blown away by the design. Uh, but again, cool to see it, you know, cool to have these things kind of finalised and, and very real and here is the trophy you'll be playing for now for the foreseeable, you know, for the, yeah. a long, long time in this women's game and would like to see that trophy become more recognisable and like to see Celtic players left in it. Yeah, can't wait. Um and one of those opportunities will come in the cup. Let's talk about the cup game against Hearts. Uh, it was in Edinburgh and it wasn't televised anywhere, but we got some footage from like Stats website. Um, so we've both managed to look back at it because neither of us were able to be there. It being Mother's Day. Did you do mothery things for Mother's Day? Because I had a f- house full of family. Well, we actually went out on Saturday night for a friend of mine's birthday. Yeah. And we got a lovely text in the morning that was, uh, my boyfriend's just tested positive for COVID. Maybe you give yourselves a test. Oh. Uh, we haven't tested positive, but we were hugging and all sorts. But no one's tested positive in my house, but we've got some older relatives and stuff. So we steered, steered a wee bit clear on Sunday. Stay clear of everyone. Yeah, um, we were doing stuff with my in-laws and it was all very lovely. But I had that thing where as soon as everyone left the house, I was like... <gasps> And relax. <laughs> and then I was kind of able to turn my attention to what had happened in the football, which of course I was keeping up with, but really nice to have been able to see it back. I think they obviously went one up after like 16 minutes. Let's hang on. I'm jumping the gun because I'm getting too excited about what I want to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about the lineup. First of all, uh, we had Pam in goals. We've got Clara Reard and Kelly Clark, Caitlin Hayes. Olivia Chance, Lisa Robertson, Taylor Otto, Jacinta, Natalie Ross, Amy Gallagher and Natasha Flint. Now, looking at that sort of objectively, what would what were you thinking? What would you think looking at that lineup that where he's playing people? Uh, well, I mean, and what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, we'd just seen, you know, Otto play at centre half days earlier and now we're kind of seeing her in the midfield and um, it just nothing made that obvious sense, but you can start to kind of put the pieces around. Um, and it is a very versatile team, but it did feel like a, a strange one. It didn't feel as straightforward, you know, substitutions or straightforward swaps in and out. And it felt like we'd left the two form players in the team really on the bench. Yeah. So the the bench was Lou, hello, Hannah Kerner, Maria McInerney, Chloe Craig. Back. Great to see. Chloe Craig back yep. after a period of injury. Olivia Ferguson, Chloe Logan on the bench. That's worth noting, isn't it? Yeah, that's amazing to see. He's, I saw her post in her day just about how long she's been out. And I think because she's so, she's such a familiar face around the club and yeah. at these games. And you're kind of, I think I've been expecting, oh, she might be on the bench next week for about eight months just because yeah. she's always there. <laughs> Yeah. So to realise she's been out for so long, it's been some recovery for her. And uh, yeah, I think she'll embrace, you know, playing uh, under Pam for the, the next wee while and learning a wee bit from her and tons of her experience. And 
hopefully next season she's she's back to her best. Yeah, 13 months, I think, or I think she posted 403 days or something. Like, it's a really, really long time. Yeah. But like Natalie, she has always felt like she's there all the time when Natalie Ross had her injury. She was always in the team. She was always still part of everything. And you've kind of felt that with Chloe Logan as well. Just to finish the subs bench, um, you had Shen, Tegan Bowie and Claire Goldie um, to round that off. In terms of saying we've got two of our informed players on the bench, I assume you're talking about Hannah and Lou? Yeah, yeah. Hannah and Lou being on the bench when, for for us, I think the past few weeks, we're just saying their names constantly and we're, we're kind of, they're passing the baton for player of the match and um, Shen as well. You know, Shen's somebody who's, who's rounded back into form a wee bit and you think if the team's going to rotate a little bit, Shen will be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, Shen, Shen's got a real claim to be uh, next man up off the bench, uh, kind of first sub. Um, so to see her in, on the tail end of the bench also just felt a little bit strange. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of depth in that team. There's a lot of places to play for. So, you're n- again, I'm never going to be too um, shocked to see players in and out. But I would think this is a game that's as big as it gets, really, for our season. So I'd want to see I'd want to see Lou and Kerner starting. Why? Why? Is he playing Jacinta and Liv in those wing-back positions on the left and the right when we've got Lou, who on, is incredible on the left, and Hannah, who is really being starting to show what she's made of on the right? I just, like, it, it watching it back, I was, and especially because, we'll, as we'll talk about, we the first half performance really wasn't good enough. I just was like, what has he done? You know, moving Taylor Otto up when she had such a good game at the back before, and you're you've taken out mid. You've I, I just I'm looking at it again now, and I'm just baffled <laughs> yeah. by it. <laughs> no, it just feels like sometimes with that with that lineup, we're kind of blunting for me right now. Anyway, what is the core of our attack, and what are our best players for? This may be jigsaw piece needing to kind of fit in. Tash Flint or a number nine. Yeah. Um and for me it's just it's not it's not quite working as well as it should be. It's not working as well as we do when we're playing free flowing football. Um obviously we'll talk about what happened in the game and and Flint's performance in general or the, mm-hmm. the goal at the end and stuff, but you just for me, there's a there's an element of, you know, system over system over players, which I really appreciate about Fran where, you know, you have to be able to play a certain way, and that's why I've been so happy the way Kerner's come in and played. But there's times where if you're if you're finding yourself shunting Jacinta out and farming her out away from the goal, away from the edge of the box, something's going wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's should be one of your last resorts. And it's not like we had so many injuries that this was what we were left with. This was a, a really considered choice against a really well organized defensive team who are going to cause you problems. It just felt like we should be going out yeah. with our best players in their best position. It's absolutely wild. And, you know, we've talked about Tash and the way she has fitted in. And it feels like you're only, you should only be making these compromises if you've got someone up front who has come in and absolutely shown from the get go, from day one, that they have kind of got what it takes to do what needs doing in that position. You know, like a kind of direct Charlie Wellings replacement type person who is just going to like stick goals in the back of the net like properly lead the line and so far Tash hasn't shown that and yet he still kind of like seems to be like you said it's like this weird 
you know when you've got the jigsaw and you're like the piece nearly fits <laughs> mm. and you kind of you're not sure if it's the right piece or not because it kind of i think i think the telling thing for this whole experiment will be next week because mm. he's got a sticker twist now i think he's been playing this way and he's been starting tash to find out if her experience and her ability is going to be the x factor that gets us over the line these big games mm-hmm. um and he's now had a few games to see that, see whether he's convinced or not, and see what he wants to do with the rest of the team. And, you know, the biggest game of the season will be the next one now, every single game. So it's Rangers next, and he has to stick a twist on that, and yeah. that's going to be a big, big decision. Big decision. It will be very intriguing to see how he goes after this absolute bananas lineup. <laughs> I'm just going to call it. I was just like... What is going on? And then we start the first half. I mean, I was looking at that. I was making some notes. One of the first things I've got written down is that Tash is dropping back really deep as well. Like we're not just make, we're not getting the ball forward at all. How do you think we started? Everything was just really, um, really flat. And I think, as you said, if you're, your focal point strikers, that's going to be the whole point as a number nine. He can't be coming back for the ball, particularly not in this team, a team that dominates the ball so much. We should be strolling forward with the ball. The The benefit of players like Larrissey and Wellings was how much they stretched the defence, mm-hmm. forced them back and forced them into just an incredibly deep line because there was no other way to defend against them. I think if we have a striker who's coming back and asking for the ball, it defeats the whole purpose because yeah. we don't also have these very natural wingers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was times last season when we played with a front three where the, the wide two were very wide yeah. and they were very much wingers and that meant that they could stretch the defence and leave gaps in the middle. We don't really have that. We play with kind of three forwards instead of kind of two wingers. So it does feel like we're, again, blunting our own attack and everything was just... That first half was turgid to watch. It was, it was so really, difficult really to watch. It was not good at all. And you were, you were spotting things like, I don't, you know, we probably all noticed different things, but you've got Amy in like, who's creating space for herself and she's getting herself a bit further up the park and doing some of that work of kind of like stretching things out a bit. And she had space. People like the hearts players weren't really on her, but we couldn't even get the ball like far enough forward to like make a decent pass to her. Cause we all know that once Amy, if if the ball does find her in space, then there's a good chance she can make something happen. Yeah, it it just felt like it was going to be one of those days. We have them very rarely, so it's funny to say one of those days, but they're, it's very much a pattern. If we drop silly points, if we get put out a cup, it just, you can see it coming so early and it, mm. it really felt like that. It really felt like, wow, this whole team is off the pace. There's nothing happening here. There are no breaks. The opposition, I thought hearts were decent. I thought they were better than us in the first half. Uh-huh. I didn't think they were like particularly good i just thought that they were they were kind of playing their game and doing it doing everything the way they're supposed to and yeah and feeling confident and then every time celtic were were trying anything it was not coming off and you could see hearts growing in confidence a bit and it just felt like it was gonna be one of those games uh where we get turned over and we don't really know what's happened and it just feels like <laughs> no real solution hearts would be hearts were much better in the first half at just putting passes together and making things happen and getting the ball towards our goal and it was just really depressing to watch um also that left-hand side I wanted to mention as well because nothing was you've got Claro Reardon who I think there's maybe still a bit of a question mark over her fitting into this and I think it it hamstrings her even further when you put someone um, Liv is an excellent footballer but that's not her natural position so you've got two players who 
aren't going to link up as naturally maybe on that side. So you've kind of cut things off on that side. So everything's coming down the side with Caitlin and Jacinta, who is playing too far away from goal for my liking. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it, I, I, I agree, you know, that we were so excited when Hannah came because of that fitting in, you know, that there's the gap, let's fill it. Yeah. Um, I really think this team is not to get all emotional and sad. I really think this team, <laughs> if you had Lucia in here at that that left wing back, we are flying. I just think everything fits, and we're talking now. We'd be talking about a a formation for the next big game about you know a bench that has three four players on it who you would trust every day and who yeah. could come in and fit in the roles I'm meant to fit in uh, instead of these kind of jigsaw pieces getting kind of pushed in. Um, but I think you're right. I think the, the left-hand side looks so awkward sometimes when things aren't coming off because there's no real natural left-sided wide players on it, mm. um, which is why I had a lot of hope for Tegan in January when we talked about it. I thought there's a role there for her to fill, uh, but she's kind of getting cameo roles and it's not quite coming off. But Well, I was going to I was gonna mention that and say if, if he's putting Liv in in that position at, at over Tegan in a position that is kind of more, much more naturally Tegan's position than it is Liv's position, then if you're Tegan, you're looking at that and going, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a mix of that. And also he just needs, I, and I do understand that. I think at, at the level we're at right now as a club and uh, still recent professionalization, you've got a player of the quality and experience of Liv Chance. Yeah. You do have to fit her in somewhere. She has to go yeah. somewhere. You cannot yeah. have her on the bench. She has to go somewhere. So I understand it from that point of view. And again, if somebody's going to have to take the, the pill and be the first tail one and shift out to position they're not natural in, somebody with her experiences, maybe somebody you'd look to, but it's not ideal. Um, They get the first goal. Do you want to talk us through that goal and how we let that happen? <laughs> the Hearts, number nine. who Georgia Timms. Georgia Timms, yeah, who's good. Really good. She's a good player. <laughs> yeah. um, she bullies Kelly a little bit. You know, here she just really, it's really determined, really good control, really good use of her body, uh, just really impressive. It's yeah. the kind of turn I think you see and the, the run I think you see in this league from those players that are a little bit of a cut above physically, particularly in the teams that aren't, you know, in the top three. Um, she really stands out and she digs a kind of cross come shot out that there's a, again, there's a, the, the defense is kind of at sixes and sixes and sevens anyway, because when you look at it back, if she's shooting, which I don't think she is, you know, She's got a shot off in the box, which we shouldn't really be giving away. Uh, if she's looking for a cross, there's a girl at the back post wide open, wide open. Yeah. We've really been caught out. Well, if you, um, and if you look at the position of where she's taking, the, where George is challenging Kelly, Kelly's way out of position as well. Kelly's way out on this, uh, you know, we, we, she's, we're used to seeing her in the middle. So everything is at sixes and sevens, isn't it? You're absolutely right. Because when she puts that cross in, Pam gets her hands to it and... There's a, there's a couple of Hearts players who it could have fallen to who could have scored that goal and it just happens that it was um, Monica Forsyth who it, it basically fell to her and she just went, oh, okay, boom. Yeah, and if, if you watch the replay, you can see uh, even Jacinta like head down, piling it back, like noticing just how there's nobody back, there's nobody there. And again, what you said, Jacinta's suddenly in this weird position. She's, of course, getting herself far up the park to get involved in the attack. When it breaks down that quickly, there's just... Just nobody. Um, and Pam, with an uncharacteristic spill, you know, we talk again, we talk every week, she doesn't spill things. And that's probably her best quality. She takes corners, takes crosses so cleanly. Uh, so you can see her frustration in it. But, you know, for Scythe, as you say, is the first there and there's a Hearts player behind her. So just overall chaotic 
just poor <laughs> and just uncharacteristic from the Celtic defence and Claire um or sorry Kelly to to kind of get the ball snatched off at that point sometimes you do just need to even foul you know I just think there's I'm very much a believer in fouling at mm. uh, the halfway line I think you rarely get booked it's something that not enough teams do I am the weirdo in the pub screaming at the TV foul foul at random points of you're play. the if you're not cheating you're not trying guy right <laughs> absolutely if you're not cheating you're not trying and I wouldn't even call that cheating that's football <laughs> um I won't we're not gonna we they get the goal and they go one up and I, I don't want to dwell too much on the rest of the second half really unless you've got anything that you really want to highlight that we haven't talked about because I think we'll talk about half time because we'll talk about the subs and things but I really think it kind of that because I'd written down the word you just said chaos and I've put chaotic I think it was we were continued to be a bit chaotic until we got that equalizer um but is there anything else for the rest of the first half that you think is worthy of mention uh no I really I, I thought we were just really poor and I think everyone knows that the team knew that you had Fran have full-time talk about it it just was unacceptable and they really all credit to them as, as harsh as we've been about this first half um they really sorted out they really got their act together yeah so and he does make those changes that we kind of I guess would have been looking for at halftime he doesn't make halftime changes a lot but he clearly was like right we really need to pull out something here because this is not working. <laughs> no, I um, think that, that tells you a lot about that first half. It tells you a lot about how big a game it is. You know, it was, and how he saw it slipping away. Like I said, yeah. when we've watched games like this, where it feels like you can see it from the first half that we're just not going to score today. Something's not going to come off today. So he really acted like he had to and fair play to him to just change that dynamic straight away, change the narrative coming out of that second half. And when you're bringing off players of the quality, like you said, of Liv Chance and Lisa Robertson, then you really are mixing things up. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of that is, is positional and it's a case of shift, like shuffling the team around more than it is, you know, yeah. uh, taking off a player who's not playing very well because they were all, you know, really poor. And I think what he did in those subs is take off two players who can kind of control a game and who can uh, split defences with passes and bring on a bit of dynam- dynamism to kind yeah. of kickstart the game and it was to shift around who was already there and put players in slightly more natural positions as well Mm -hmm. so he brings on Hannah on the right hand side and Lou on the left so that allows Jacinta to move over obviously um and kind of changes the formation of the midfield which like we said is it was kind of needed at that stage um what did you think how did you think I've just already sort of said that I, I'm not sure we had a brilliant start to the second half I think we were still kind of going right what do we need to do here um it was a bit more like it I was like you said that injection of kind of dynamism and a bit of I don't know what's the word that my father-in-law used the other day zip <laughs> very much zip there was zip injected I think you could like you say I don't think anything started the second half like we came out and we were suddenly playing the best free-flowing football in the world but there was intent and there was a bit of dig and there was some kind of there was feist in the challenges and Hearts didn't have everything their own way and I think for the first few minutes Hearts might have been thinking like we did this is a game we can see out you know we can see this game out and I think there was just a bit of um, competitiveness added to what was a really drab flat game Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as the goal went in, it just kicked yeah. off. And you could see in the lead up to the goal, the goal came sort of, it, it came from a corner from a set piece, but like 
the way that that corner was won was like Lou and Amy and Jazz all feeling more confident in the position and the, with the people that they're playing around. It you you started to see those passes just kind of start to make an impact more, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah, and you you would um you trust those three players taking MD on, you know, really as well. Yeah. Uh, so to see them given that kind of confidence and that that kind of intent again just is the, is the word for me to to come on and take this game to hearts and the players who we need to rely on up front taking that upon themselves to go win this game for us was yeah. something you saw change in the second half and he brought Hannah Kerner on and she scored the first goal um it comes in from a corner it kind of ends up at the feet of Tash who has her back to goal she has her back to goal too much um <laughs> uh but she does she she sees Hannah has got a bit of space and she passes the ball back to Hannah. And I don't know if she knew that Hannah was going to be able to take a shot at that point, but she does. And it's an absolute belter, isn't it? Yeah, it was a very crowded set piece. You know, again, there's a lot of desperation almost to get that first goal. And they know as much as we do, set pieces are some of our best chances. Um, so it was a bit of everyone getting each other's way a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fair play to, to Kerner, kind of stepping up and making herself available as well, instead of getting ready to run back, getting ready to, to come up the wing again. She sees where the opportunity is going to be. Um, good decision by Tash to roll it out to her as well, as you say. There's not like you expect Hannah to step up and smash this in the far corner, but she curls it beautifully away from the keeper. And it's just so... I love when you see like a shot that's so controlled from a player that you don't expect it from. You know, she's not a finisher. She's not a, a, a goal scorer for us, but the control in that shot made it look like she does it every day. She did make it look so easy. It it was really something. Like the um if you go to the Celtic FC women Twitter, they've posted a video of it, so it's worth going to have a wee look if, if you haven't been able to see it. And for her to get off the mark and to get a goal is you could see, you know, as well. I love I always love it when people score in those situations and the team kind of rallies round and like piles on them because they're happy for them. Yeah. And she's a player who has injected quite a lot of energy and she seems like a character as well, as you say, the way people react when she scores. So it's it's good to see her getting some, getting that applause that she deserves for that. And it's a huge goal, you know, in the context of the season. Uh-huh. Hopefully we'll look back on it again with a bit of hindsight, with a successful season in mind. Uh, to pull that out when it looks like we're having a big flat game is is huge and it's these moments that define your season. Yeah. Um, and then we get, it does kind of, I think, at that point, look... Uh, it's not, I guess, sort of the floodgates open a wee bit, but that goal comes at like 54 and it's not long before we get another one. Do you want to describe the second goal, which is like five minutes later? Yeah, uh, again, there's like a lot of there's a lot of people up. There's a lot of pressure on set pieces, which I like to see because that is the best chance we're going to get. Um, Jazz puts a, a great ball back in, keeping up that pressure. But we've got Hayes, Reardon, Otto are all still up. You know, they're all still in there waiting for that ball back, which again is great to see. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting one-on-one challenges because Hearts have started to try and get out, try and push out. Uh, so Hayes, of course, gets ahead to it. And uh, Claire makes sure of it, shall we say, after a, a wee nick that probably could have taken it onto the post or wide. So fair play to Claire. But yeah. it's it's about that presence in the box for like a second, third chance, keeping that pressure up, keeping yeah. the big players there. Because then they start to really outnumber Hearts and it does seem so straightforward you know you can if you can get a Caitlin Hayes one-on-one in the air it's game over mm. so that was that was really positive yeah and it was it was kind of an uncharacteristically not like brilliant 
delivery in from the corner from Jacinta. But like you say, we still made it work and there were still enough Celtic players in the box knowing exactly what needed to happen and exactly how quickly they needed to react to make sure we got that goal, which is great. So, you know, to take the lead at that point in the game, I think was really, really important. Yeah. And once you get that first goal to kind of say, okay, we're back on level terms. It's, we can now start to take control of the game. Mm-hmm. You have to follow it up because if you don't, then Hearts again will break into a mode where they'll, the same way they'll play it nil-nil. Confidence will be there. Counter-attack will be there. Something like Georgia Thames will, will be empowered by that. Uh, and they're a good defensive team, so they can kind of go back into their structure. So to score nice and fast after that first goal meant Hearts had to come out and it meant we could really open the game up and play the way we want to. Yeah, um, which we kind of continued to do. Um, we were we didn't create anything else. Uh, we had some subs at seventy five minutes. Well, we had one sub. Ro- Natalie Ross comes off and Maria McInerney comes on. Um, I kind of had a because in my head Maria is more of a forward player than Natalie Ross. But then I kind of she came in. She kind of slotted into the midfield, and I think she probably is a versatile player who can do what kind of a similar thing than Natalie can with less experience, obviously. Yeah, I think Maria's a player who we've seen come into the team in a few different roles. The main thing about her is that she's got presence and she's got vision and she's got a bit of creativity about her. Uh, so she can, you know, she's a player, again, maybe we have too many versatile players, <laughs> but uh, she can play, you know, that's that's the main thing with the balls at her feet. She's somebody you trust with it. So it's good to see her. Again, if you're chasing the game, chasing another goal, um, to be able to bring Maria on in a role that isn't a striker taking off another striker is really positive. She does actually hit the bar as well within about a minute of coming on. (laughs) She has a really good dig on her and she's proven that. But then like our best strikers, and I say this is the biggest compliment because this is exactly what the best strikers at Celtic men and women do. She misses sitters. (laughs) Um, We do get another goal though. Um, This goal was like... I was like, Chris, come and watch this. And I made him come around and look at my computer and watched it like three times in a row. <laughs> um, Lou scores a goal uh, from, it was kind of another of her insane angles that you just think, what? And it, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's on purpose, but because she's done it a few times now, you're like, she's doing this on purpose, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, it's the whole goal is so strange because it is Lou. If it's MDLs, we're like, oh, well, she tries across and it ends up in the top corner, but Lou, like, you know, she gets a one-on-one, she blows by her marker. That is, that's very Lou. You know, that's her at her best. And then when I watched the goal, I was like, oh, she's obviously, like, tried to pick out Flint or tried to pick it across. And I watched that again and I was like, okay, well, I still think she's trying to cross, but she does hit it very kind of cleanly and she does have her head up. And then I watched her celebrate and I was like, well, she's very modest. So obviously she's, like, a bit shy (laughs) because she didn't mean that. And I was like, no, but that is what Lou does when she scores screamers. And then... I thought about every other goal she scores where she puts it in the, the opposite corner when she really shouldn't have and she gets these weird angles and now I'm still convinced it's a cross but <laughs> I'm very on the like you could convince me in a second that it wasn't. Yeah, I think we'll we'll see how the rest of the season goes and what she manages to produce but like the fact that already she's been with the club such a short amount of time and I can already remember like at least two other occasions where she's done that and most... I mean, it wasn't quite as much of an acute angle, but like when she did against Glasgow City at Peters Hill on the smaller pitch and like you just think, okay, cool. I mean, I'm very, very happy about it because it looks amazing as well. Yeah, and again, she's she deserves it. You know, she's come on at half time and she's a player that 
the kind of only thing she's so reliable to go take players on, create chances, create goals. So they've brought her on at half time. She's got a mission there. She needs to go score. Yeah. And she's done it. And I think yeah. she played really well. Um, more subs. We have Kelly Clark comes off, Amy Gallagher comes off, and Chloe Craig and Liv Ferguson come on that's like 82 minutes so at this point you know we've kind of got the control of the game we're two goals ahead we're probably we're playing much better it doesn't look like hearts are gonna make much of an impact on the scoreline um you know we'll talk about the fourth goal because it was a craigie pen but obviously we're glad that chloe Craig came on <laughs> yeah I, I mean i've been asking a few weeks in a row now for you know, are we close to getting Craigie back? Are we close? Because I kind of want to see her back in the team. I think there's a, a space for her there. I think we're kind of missing her at uh, different points during these kind of closer games. Uh, is the penalty soft? Maybe a tiny bit. Like, I think um, Kern has probably fouled between the two Hearts defenders. One of them probably yeah. fouls her. Or the two of them combined foul her enough for a penalty. Uh, if it was against us, maybe I'd say it was soft. But it's all about <laughs> the speed she's attacking at. You know, she... She steps onto the ball, she goes by players, she makes them scared to tackle her, which in turn makes them make that mistake of yeah. of mistiming their tackles and bumping into her. Uh, so she's just so dynamic and she gets better and better every week in terms of her confidence about taking players on. It, it uh, reminded so. me of when you used to talk about how good Amy Gallagher was when he, she, we first saw her winning those fouls in that area. Yeah, they, they, they both bait players in and they bait players in with fear because mm. the players... Their first thought is, I shouldn't try and tackle her because I'll foul her. And then the second thought is, oh wait, I should tackle her, I'm a defender. So it's that first initial fear is what makes them hesitate and makes them kind of miss their chance to tackle players this fast. Yeah. Uh, so it's amazing to see her with that confidence and Craigie penalty is pretty automatic at the end of yeah. the day. So Craigie puts it in, that's goal number four. So it's 4-1 at this point. Um, and then just as a nice cheeky wee treat... Natasha Flint scores in the 91st minute. What did you make of yeah. her goal? Well, Maria had like tons of freedom after some really good quick play, like advancing the ball between uh, Flint and Ferguson. And there was a lot of kind of determination to get the ball and keep the ball and, and get another goal. You could see some kind of ruthlessness in the team, which I always like to see. Uh, and it comes to Maria, who, as I said, is a creative player with a lot of vision. She picks out Tash, who's, who's taken up a really, really good position on the oh. edge of the box. And, you know, she just strokes it top back from the edge of the box, easy as you like. Uh, looks like that player we thought she was, you know, with that experience and that level she's played at, she makes it look so easy. Um, you can see a bit of relief on her face as well. Yeah, I, I was going to say, did what did you make of her reaction? Because it wasn't a sort of immediate kind of like hands in the air, hooray kind of thing. I guess the scoreline also reflects that, you know, it's not like a goal that's made a huge impact in the game, but... I don't know. You need your. You always need that. You know, you need the monkey off your back sometimes. And yeah. you know, she played the full ninety minutes as well. So yeah. I think to get that goal right at the end is is more like a, a relief than anything in our face. Um. So we thank goodness won it five one. Which when I, it was funny because I was watching the game back today this morning and like I was just like, how did this is this is going to take quite a turn if we're going to win this five one, which I know we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watching it. <laughs> Watching it knowing the score is generally you can kind of see the pattern developing in a Celtic women's game where we start to take over or we find our feet or whatever. Uh, but this was like the, the left turn where this game suddenly becomes a 5 1 <laughs> game is so strange. It's just, yeah. we went from really just off it and appalling to moments where we were playing some of our better football. 
through to the semi-final, Glasgow City in the semi-final. Um, I mean, we've beaten City in cup games a number of times. This is a game we can, especially on a pitch that probably suits us more than them. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is City play on that annoying pitch we don't like. You know, every week at Peter's Hill and this is a big open pitch like the kind of ones we like playing on. Mm. Um, we saw us at Parkhead playing a big pitch and rip up our hubs like they were absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, so hoping for more of that. And I think if you're going to, it's difficult, you know, do you want Rangers or City in the semi? But you get your day at hand in regardless. Do you not, you, so, you want Motherwell. <laughs> well, you want, okay, sorry, you want Motherwell. But you've got to, you've got to play one of them. Um, <laughs> so it's. I think it's good. I think, you know, City is is a team who we need to get that, you know, that monkey off our back about. We need to come out and start beating City again. We've done yeah. so well to get that away from Rangers, you know, and start to feel confident against Rangers again. As, yeah. It's the better team. Um, but it's important we do that against City. And maybe the Cup is the place to do that, like we did last year. Yeah. Maybe the Cup is the place where we, we don't let them have that dominance. Um, and, you know, speaking selfishly in terms of, as a fan of women's football in Scotland, maybe the Celtic Rangers showpiece final is is what we need. Is, yeah. is what is yeah. the kick up the arse for the, the viewing figures and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would be amazing if we could make that happen. And I think that if we can get some of that spirit of like the cup final, like the level of determination we seem to be able to muster, you know, is but thinking about that final um, at Tynecastle with, um, with Izzy scoring that last, that goal in extra time where we had gone down, Jody was sent off and we were down to 10 really early on. And the fact the the level of fitness and determination we demonstrated was like off the charts. I just want to, bottle that and put that on the pitch at Hamden and go like do do that again I know it's not the final but we need to get through this <laughs> yeah we've talked before about like City's big advantages all the time come from experience and have been there and done it particularly in this league uh, but we have to draw on that that last season those results like that final performance is as good as it gets to go from a man down to winning in that fashion that's as good as it gets that's as psychologically beneficial as you can ask for so we really, really do have to, as you say, bottle that and, and bring that to the fore in these big games at Hamden where people will be knackered and it will take a lot out of these teams. Yeah. It will be uh, it will be quite like an attritional game. I feel like it won't be the best quality. I think it'd be quite a tough watch for both teams, but it'll be good. I always just remember speaking to Izzy Atkinson after she'd scored that goal in, in that final and saying, you know, what had Fran said at half time? What did he say to you before you went on? Because she'd kind of came on late to fill in for, for that half time section of the game, um, mm. extra time rather. And uh, she just went, he just went, said, run, run, like run, like you've never, like just put everything you've got into it. And it, there was no kind of like tactical kind of, it. obviously she knows what to do in terms of where she needs to be and what she needs to do. But he was just like, you have to, there's like, you cannot let up for the, time that you're on the pitch and I just want to see a lot of that yeah I think that is such a car for last season anyway that was such a defining factor about our game that took us apart from City and I think even in the league games we kind of got outclassed a little bit at times uh, by Rangers in particular but that is something we never lost and the best place to show that is big pitch big cup final uh, big cup semi big atmosphere and this team does thrive on it and I, I just hope the players that we've you know, that are new to it, uh, get a nice, like, yeah. get to watch those games back and get to hear from the other players about how this is what we do. 
Yeah. You know, this is, this is what this Celtic team does. So be ready for it. Be as confident as you're ever going to be because this is what we do. Um, it's going to be exciting. That's the weekend of the 22nd, 23rd. We're waiting to hear the details of the fixtures. Um, I'm assuming that will be to do with coverage and TV and stuff. Um, one of the finals played on the Saturday, one on the Sunday. Before that, however, we have the big Monday night football event happening. Mm. Oh, what are we? Like just under a week. We're recording this mm-hmm. on a Tuesday. Um, we've got Rangers. So we're back into Glasgow Derby territory. Um, kind of excited about this one, partly just because of when it is. Like the yeah. fact that we're playing on a Monday night. I'm kind of intrigued to see how this works. <laughs> it's something a bit different. Um, I am intrigued as well as to see the, the kind of uptake on it and the impression it leaves on people, particularly the public. Um, the players as well. Like I wonder what the players will get out of it. We'll also know like a city result, you know, come that Monday and stuff like that. So it'll be a it'll be an interesting one, but it's it's been exciting to kind of look forward to the next Rangers game because of that three 0 win. Yeah, it's about just to do that away from home, you know, to go and win away from home and say this is a derby now that you're not favourites in. You yeah, know, I still think again, I don't think the bookies don't always put odds on it. If I was if I was guessing, I do think the bookies would still put Rangers at home as favourites. Yeah, uh, just mm. kind of based on yeah. Historical yeah. results and the champions and all that, blah, 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 all that, all that nonsense. Uh, but I, I think it's a, it's a big, huge game for us, and I think it's a six-pointer in that silly way that we wanted, we want second. You know, we want what we want is European football. If we don't get the league, so this is your, your time to put down that marker and say, well, we're taking that in our hands now. We're going to have to really drop points for you to come back and get this. Yeah, I mean, it's nice looking at. We print. I printed off. Um, some like stats between us and Ra- like you look at Rangers record we are the only team that's beaten them for like games and games and games they're just you know they've had a, they've had the draws which is what's led them to drop down to third but um on what I've sent you you know the the lot the the wins are in green and the losses are in red and there's only one red on their sheet and it's us which I like looking at <laughs> but then we you- had that sorry yeah, sorry they had that game against Spartans after they played us with the only one one nil and it was like oh. Yeah, <laughs> is, this, is, this, is it all falling off a wee bit? And then they came out and absolutely thumped Hibs, was it? So, Hamilton, so. Um, yeah, so it yeah. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then you look at the other stats. If you look at the stats between us, obviously stats is just one measure of like how you can get a grip on how we're playing. And it, it's pretty even in terms of like defensive and attacking stats and shots on target and things like that. So I think this is one that, the sort of small variables will be really important in. I do think that them playing at home is a big advantage just because they tend to also get out a really good crowd. Last time we were at Broadwood, it very much, you know, they're very good at separating us all out (laughs) and creating that kind of atmosphere of rivalry. Um, I don't know if we just felt that because we were on enemy territory, as it were. (laughs) It's an intimidating place to be in that it is kind of horrible place to be. It's not the nicest stadium in the world. Uh, but yeah, I think the, the the big thing from City and Rangers is that they do have really good home form. You know, we've got good home form as well, but in these bigger games, it doesn't quite feel like our home. Mm. Um, and I think that's always hamstrung us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see um, how we can kind of approach this game. I think we have to approach it in a really attacking manner. I don't think a draw benefits anybody. I think there'll be tons of chances. I think Pam will be tested, Jennifer will be tested, um, and it's a game that could 
100% like you said, tiny variables swing either way. It, there's going to be chances for both and somebody's got to take them. And that's for me that we have to get that decision right about who's playing up top because we have who, to Who do you chance. think, like, who would you be really, if you, what lineup are you looking at and going, okay, yeah, absolutely happy with that? It's a lineup that has um, Jacinta and Amy up top together mm-hmm. for me, maybe one behind the other, but up top together. And Lou has to play. I think around that, uh, I want Natalie Ross and Lisa. Um, you know, there's also a chance could go in there. If she's not going to be playing at left, the left-hand side. I think we have to go out and attack the game. There's definite chances for subs to make a huge impact. So I wouldn't be too disappointed to see somebody like Chance on the bench, Lisa on the bench, because I think subs are going to be enormous um, in this game. So for me, it's the, the solution in attack is to create the most chances. Because I think there's going to be so many, you've got to give yourself almost like a lottery of you're going to take one of them. And for me, that will come from Jacinta and Amy up top. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what he does. Um, that is also going to be on Sky, which is mm. exciting. So I will be recording that to see what the coverage is like when I get back to the house. Um, but yeah, so Monday evening, we'll be posting all about times and tickets and everything like that because um, it's it's been a bit tricky to get tickets for these derbies in the past, but we'll make sure we know how we can do that this week. Um, are you going to be there, Lorenzo? I am indeed. Exciting. So if will they let I, me in. If they'll let you in, of course. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And the season rolls on. I just, I, I enjoyed the chance to talk about that cup game with you because... I had a lot of feelings that I needed to get off my chest. <laughs> no, you got them off. It makes sense. Um, thank you very much as always, Lorenzo Pacitti. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. I've been Claire Wilde. This has been the Celtic Women's Football Show and we will speak to you next week. 